0: Hi there, I'm Trisha Barker and welcome to the Imposter Solution Podcast. Hi there and welcome to this week's episode where I'm talking to the lovely Rachel Kennedy. I met Rachel about four years ago when we were connected through a mutual friend and because she lives in the same part of the world as me, I've been able to meet up with her face-to-face on multiple occasions and have really interesting conversations about lots of different things, including imposter syndrome. So when I was looking for guests, I just knew that I wanted to get her on the show. So in this one, she talks about her journey and her own experiences with imposter syndrome working in the hairdressing industry. She talks about how she's carved her own way and built a business and a brand that is really true to who she is. And she also talks about how imposter syndrome really shows up when you work on your own and how and what she's done to combat that she also inspires me about being a better human being for the planet she just does remarkable work and builds it into everything that she does so without further ado here's my conversation with rachel (laughs) kenton So hello Rachel. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure. I'm super excited to be talking to you,
1: Oh, thank especially you.
0: where you are, which I'll get you to tell people where you are. Okay then. <laughs> so before we get started, dive into the whole topic of imposter syndrome, will you just let people know who
1: you are? I bit. will. I never know what to say when people ask for this. It's like when I go <laughs> to and say, oh, give us your elevator pitch. I'm like, uh. Oh, it's definitely <laughs> not an elevator pitch. <laughs> give us your 60 seconds round robin. Um, and I always go blank in the mind and blank yeah, in face. Yeah, it's, it's so, definitely uh, not one of those. <laughs> so uh, I'm Rachel. Um, I live in Bury. I'm 45 and I own Grand Eco Salon. Uh, I'm a lover of red lipstick. I'm a bit noodle obsessed, and I've got my little dog, Hector, who's my best friend. Yes,
0: (laughs) yes, and if anyone could see, you know, you've got beautiful red lipstick on.
1: Well, thank you very much, yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to talk to you because I know we've had these conversations um, about imposter syndrome. You know, we've talked about it when I've been in the salon or just through the conversations we've had. When was the first time that you ever heard the term imposter syndrome?
1: Can you? Remember? I think I was pretty late to imposter syndrome, and I think it was pretty much when I started to be around you and meet you. I think. Yeah. Um, it might have been Julie Butterworth actually. You first mentioned it. Yeah. I think that's how we got to know. Yeah, that. it
0: is. Yeah, and that's how we connect. Um,
1: yeah. So. Uh, yeah, imposter. I was like, oh, it was like a lightning flash. I was like oh my god it's not just me and it and it's a proper terminology for a thing that happens and it was like it was so nice to hear that so that's that's the first time I heard it so quite recently in the last five years yeah I'm exactly
0: the same as you is that I came late to the term and I had exactly that same revelation that wow this has got a name yeah and I looked at the um I remember when I first I googled it just to see what it yeah. was because my coach yeah. mentioned it to me at the time and the first thing I read was seven out of ten people will experience this and I'm like oh, yes. there's, there's lots of people
1: yes it's an eye-opener and it's just so nice to know you're not on your own yeah definitely
0: <laughs> so if you had to describe what you think it is how would you if someone said to you what how does you how do you think imposter syndrome shows up
1: well for me imposter syndrome it's like in the name you just like you feel like an imposter like you're not good enough at what you do and or people will find out or sort of you know think that you're not you're not really good enough at what you're doing and yeah I think that's that's what it is for me it's like always always having to try so hard to be good and to be recognized and yeah. you know because you don't feel good enough yeah i think um in a room full of people you do feel like the imposter <laughs> yeah. and it's like you know everybody else is better than me oh my god everybody else knows what they're doing and i know you know this might come up later on or but uh, if, if i know that i spoke to you about this it was this time last year when I went to an event and I was on a sustainability panel I don't remember remember that that. yeah Forrest the salon software that I use asked me to be go to London yeah and be part of a sustainable panel with Anne Vec who's another industry expert and a couple of other people and I just totally bottled it because I just thought these are you know she she won I think it was sustainable salon of the year and I was like oh my god they're going to see right through me I'm not sustainable enough I'm not this I'm not that and it just that that to me was the biggest bout of imposter syndrome I'd ever had I just didn't feel like I was good enough to go
0: yeah and measuring yourself against the other people in a room who you felt were more qualified or doing more than you were
1: measuring yourself and I think this is an important part of going back to social media that we just spoke about measuring yourself against somebody else's show reel. Yes. And not what actually happened in their salons or in their life, which I found out was quite different. So yeah, yeah that that yeah. was that was a full blown bout of imposter syndrome. And I think, you know, and I think people people portray also who they wanna be and not necessarily who they are right now. Yeah. So you you I think you've always got to look at social media with that. It is very smoke and mirrors I think social media a lot of the time yeah.
0: um, well we but, want to be, we want to be liked and we want to be protected we and we want recognition, so we're always yes. going to try and show our best
1: self yes rather I than think because people connect deeper, I think more to the core with someone yeah. who shows the true self. You know, I did a big thing on, I think it was Sunday, like uh, as much as I'm bright and I'm bubbly and I'm, you know, yeah. I, just, I get crippled with imposter syndrome and self-consciousness and I always, and I always have my lipstick on and my brows done and it's just, it's just what makes me feel comfortable. It's my sort of little, you know, wall paint kind of thing. But on Sunday, I took a video of myself and posted yeah. it on Instagram and Facebook. I had no makeup on.
0: Yeah, wow. Well, no
1: makeup on. Yeah, And I've never done that before, you yeah. know. But, and I think people really appreciate when you show that sort of vulnerability. I mean, yeah. in all fairness, I didn't say I felt vulnerable doing it, but people will know that. Yeah. Cheating, so.
0: yeah. yeah. And when you talk about your true self, do you find, because I, I definitely did, um, that actually that imposter syndrome stopped me being my true self. I, f- I felt like I was always pretending like everywhere I stepped into I was having I was trying to be somebody different or sound more educated or sound smarter or um look like I was more confident whatever it was I never felt like actually a lot of the time I was being my true self did you do you ever find that
1: yeah I think so and I think I don't know if this is a woman thing or you know I think a lot of the time i mean starting from being quite young when i started in hairdressing when i was 17 you're told you've got to be a certain way you're not allowed to be you know personal with people you're not you're not allowed to be your true self and yeah. we used to get told as soon as you walk through that door there that's the stage door and you have to be this persona kind of thing and i've always rebelled a little bit against that which is why i've always uh, been in trouble at work for being <laughs> rebellious <laughs> <laughs> militant as one boss used to call me um and and I think I really struggled all my life with being what people thought I should be and told me that I should be mm. and I think when I turned 40 I had this sort of revelation that you know what I'm not doing this anymore mm. and I And when I opened the salon, people, you know, there's certain things that salons should be and and ways that business owners should be and certain ways hairdressers should be. And I just completely blew that out of the water with the way I did the salon and the way I hold myself in the salon. I am completely me and honest. Yeah, you are. All the time. Yeah. You know, if I'm struggling, I'll tell people. If I'm pissed off, I'll tell people. If, you know, and I make friends with my clients where, one boss told me, don't ever do that. You're crossing the line. Whereas, you know, my salon is about, and me, I'm about relationships with people. So, yeah, I think I felt better now after all my life being someone else and stepping into my own shoes. It feels quite comfortable. And, like, you can relax because you're just being you. Yeah. I find
0: that at the end of the day, I'm exactly like you, I'm not exhausted. This I used to be exhausted. Yes. Because actually, like you said, and and how your boss said it, it's like stepping through the stage door, acting all day is tiring. It is hard
1: work. It is hard work. So hard work. You know, when you're watching what you say and watching what you do, and you know, and I've 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 no, I'm done with that. Done yeah. With it. yeah. So, and this has probably been the happiest I've ever been in my life. And the most successful I've ever been in my life, and been surrounded by the most amazing people mm-hmm. in my life because you know and I know it's a cliched term your vibe attracts your tribe, but it really does, yeah, it does. And when you' when you're honest and core uh, to your core about being who you are then you those people are attracted to you so yeah. and I think you know i've been
0: in your salon is that i I th- and, I th- and the same with imposter syndrome when people are honest and show their vulnerabilities it allows you to sh- to be open to like you don't have to feel like like you said before you don't have to feel like you're different you're not alone we are all in this together and by us sharing and bearing our souls yes. we're actually helping other people at the same time so Absolutely. i always say to people the first thing is is if you've got imposter syndrome share it like tell yes. people this is how i'm yeah. feeling because one, actually, it won't thrive the same because it thrives yeah. when we leave it inside our head. But two, yeah. the other person's going to go, Oh my God, that's me as well. Exactly. I've never had someone who's said to me yet that I've met say, Oh yeah, that's not me. I, I never experienced that. Every no. person I ever speak to says, in some way or shape or form, yeah. that's definitely me as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because once, once somebody's been honest, it's like going, Oh, <gasps> you you go oh my god I can share that as well you know and yeah. I can be finally be honest about how I'm feeling you know yeah. and that's why when anybody comes to the salon when I ask them how they are yeah yeah I'm great I'm great and then I give them a bit and then I ask them how they really are you know yeah. and and people do open up and I think it's because I I'm I'm always offering up you know things about how I'm feeling how I'm doing on social yeah. media I'll share stuff um you know, so it opens up conversations, and people feel relaxed to be themselves. So yeah, yeah. And I think also being in the salon, you know, I I come into contact with a lot of women. Yeah. Who work by themselves, and I was the same. You're in your own head all day, you know, and and working in a business on your own is tough because that is when imposter syndrome for me thrives. Yeah. You know, you 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 think you're like you're working away in your little own environment and I'm in the salon and you know and it was nice to sort of share with other business women who were um feeling the same way and had nobody to share with and that's how um positivity was born yeah Um, which I've been
0: to as well which yeah yeah just tell people what it is because it's a fab thing that you set up
1: yeah well positivity for me was um I'd been networking and I'd done all these different things and I was of the corporate bs basically yeah of you know you go and it's all about referrals and it's all about you know um, what you can all do for each other's business which is fine what i was missing was actually having somebody to talk to about how i was actually feeling yeah and being frightened and 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 not feeling good enough and struggling with you know issues and problems that I really wanted to connect with people and sort of get their advice about yes. as well um and that's what positivity was it was women coming together over breakfast we didn't hand out cards we didn't talk about we you know we didn't do a 60 seconds this is my business no but what we what we did was we talked about who we were and how we were feeling in our businesses about things that women may be, you know, celebrating our wins um, and also asking for help. What did you think about this? Does anybody else suffer with this? And, you know, mostly we don't even talk about business. We talk about our lives because I feel that women are great networkers because we connect not just on a business level, but we connect on a soul level as well. Mm. So for a lot of people, um, and I know there was one lady in particular came and she was you know she won't make me talking about it but she she was struggling with her home life and her work-life balance and she had children that she was worried about and and she came and she made some real sort of connections with us all and you know it helped change her life yeah when she came because she could feel that she had a place to share things yeah Um, and she's a wonderful lady and and we're still really good friends and You know, and and that's what it was. It was coming together, connecting over breakfast, having a lovely organic uh, breakfast um, and just, you know. Yeah. Real. That's what positivity was about.
0: I found when I came to it, there was a real um, difference from the different networking events so when I first started in business I had to start going to these networking events and I hated them I absolutely and again putting this mask on of yes business is great yes this is what I do trying to explain what I do in 60 seconds (laughs) so it's so much more complex but you can see that people sort of switch off if you don't do a traditional I'm a plumber I'm an accountant and that
1: yeah you know, or if they feel that they can't get anything from you.
0: I yeah. So well. And I can only describe it if it felt like all these networking things felt like real masculine energy, like yeah. um, very sales driven, very like you mm. said, what can we get from each other? And actually yeah. what I needed, like what you just said, is I just needed people to talk to that I could be really honest about what I'm struggling with or um, you know w- what I need help with. And what I found when I came to your salon um, was there's a real amazing feminine energy where we were vulnerable, we were supportive, it was fun, it was warm. And we didn't really talk that much about what our businesses were. Like, I don't even no. think we did that. We were just talking about us as humans. Yes. Um, and I find, and I, there's another group that I go to called Coffee Work, um, sleep creatives again another one that you can just go in and be honest and vulnerable about actually I'm really struggling this month to find my mojo or uh, yes. I'm, I'm trying to put together a program and I'm, I'm struggling to how to put it together mm. um, so I think it is so important and anyone who is in a small business has to take the words that you're saying is it's bloody hard being in your own head and
1: do something about it definitely yeah and I think those connections when you've shared and been vulnerable are so strong yeah that you do want to help people and you naturally do it because you want to not because you feel you have to yeah which whereas uh, I think that's where a lot of networking groups are, are, are sit you feel like you have to you have to do recommendations Whereas for us in positivity, we recommended in each other because we wanted to see each other genuinely succeed. Yeah. And that was lovely. And those connections are still firmly there, even though we're, we're taking a break from positivity. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it all just got on top of me. I was, I wasn't um, sort of, I didn't have the time as the business group. I didn't have the time to sort of put it out there who'd want to come and sometimes with the positivity it really did hit my imposter syndrome and and sort of my my self-consciousness because if people couldn't make it that month and there was only a few of us or you know or people um I found it really hard putting myself out there and marketing it in the right way to say come to this and if nobody wanted to come because I hadn't done it in the right way I felt like oh I don't want to do it again because it's like really putting myself out there. So um, it will come back because um, I've asked for help. I've asked for help and people are happy to help me promote the event, happy to help me do everything um, with it because I can't do it all myself. Yeah, definitely.
0: I'm so chuffed that it's coming back. But it's interesting, isn't it, that sometimes we deem success by numbers. We're driven by... How many, and like you just said, you shared the story about that one woman who it's changed her life. Sometimes it only needs that one person,
1: yeah,
0: because then that ripple effect goes on. So, I'm definitely like you, I've run some small workshops locally before, yeah, and you can get caught up on numbers, but actually, what I've found now is that I like the intimacy of smaller numbers, and you can make more of a connection with people. But I have the thing. Even if I just come to that place and have a good conversation with one person, yes, then it's been worthwhile. Absolutely, but because yeah. again, you
1: get, you get caught up comparing yourself. Yeah, to other networking groups, and and this is what I, you know. What I always try and remind myself of: I don't do things like other people. No, so it's okay to not have results like other people yeah and do it in your own unique way and I think yeah positivity is definitely a great thing I think for connections
0: yeah when everyone else is going left turn right exactly (laughs) but that's I found that really hard when I started my businesses everyone's telling you this is how you should do things and a lot of it didn't feel right to me yes um and it took me a while to realize um and I wish you know (laughs) <laughs> hindsight's a wonderful thing it but is. stepping into your shoes of of carving your own way and just yeah. because everyone else does it that way yeah. um doesn't mean say you have to exactly. and you definitely have so I want you to tell people a little bit more about your salon because you've had some massive achievements in terms of recognition of your salon and I don't
1: want you to play this it down this is when I go shy and I'm like oh no. yeah yeah I have had some good recognitions so it is nice and I do sort of pinch myself you know I was L.U.K.'s listed in the top 10 um, salons in Britain yeah in Harper's Bazaar, Stylist Magazine uh, and also just recently I was on Euronews' top 10 European eco salons as yeah. well you know, and, and not just things like that, you know, people say lovely things, I've had great reviews and things like that. And, you know, so yeah, the salon is different. So we've got sustainability at the core. So everything that we do, we do it in a way that doesn't impact the planet, but not just with using products, um, being organic, that kind of thing, but also behind the scenes, like our gas and electricity supply, yeah um from ecostricity which is one of the greenest and purest and also the only energy company that is um vegan society approved as well so it doesn't come from any sort of uh, pig farms or anything like that because the salon is totally vegan as well obviously i am um so yeah so sustainability is at our core and everything that we do but I I always <laughs> I get confused about like what people want to know. I say a little bit and then I go quiet because this is the imposter syndrome. Me thinking, oh, I'm not. Ooh. It's embarrassing talking about yourself, and I still feel really uncomfortable about it. But yeah, we've been going for, and I say we, I mean me, um five years, and and you know really sort of making headway because when the salon opened, there weren't any other salon like me and we're still exclusive in the fact that the salon is fully vegan it's sustainable it's ethical it's eco it's a uh, green chemistry it's clean air um i think yeah there's not a, there's not many that can do that and no. you know when we don't have hair pictures everywhere which everybody was like oh have you not got any pictures of hair up no because <laughs> i don't do it like everybody else so yeah you know and and people have said it's quite revolutionary um the way i do things because i'm all about the people not just the hair so yeah. i'm about building connections with people and making sure you know i'm not just a one-hit wonder i don't care if you don't come again yeah. you know i like to 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 form really deep bond connections with people because i think when you do that you do your best work yeah um we also host um and started a sustainable store so we have vegan and organic and biodynamically farmed uh products so we've got skincare hair care um everything that we have in the salon has a charitable cause as well so um always support ocean cleanup we've got jerry bottles which give all of their profits um to water aid we have who gives a crap toilet roll
0: that help
1: help build toilets for third world countries and we've had them for near enough like five years as well and now everybody's going oh my god we've got that toilet roll that you have in a salon you know everything's plastic free um yeah so it's pretty awesome
0: yeah so there's no (laughs) doubt your abilities at creating amazing space i just know it feels like you know stepping into not even a spa because a spa doesn't match up to what you create I feel like it's like a buddhist retreat like I'm going into a jungle somewhere and it's just peaceful calm and relaxing and nurturing
1: yeah yeah Yeah, you've created so with the awesome playlist that's that's the one thing that everybody talks about is the playlist that...
0: Oh, I, I could... It's the, the tea, how you get served the tea, the magazine, <laughs> the music, the, the smell, the plants, the decor, yeah. you. Yeah. yeah you've <laughs> created and No wonder you've won all of these different awards and being recognised yeah. as...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, you're the only eco-salon in the northwest of England, is that right? Or in the north of
1: England? I was... I was yeah. but now there's there's lots more which is wonderful lots yeah. more popping up here there and everywhere and you know they all have different things going on the usps are all different but yeah. um you know uh, everything at the core of us yeah. is quite unique so yeah so people are following in your footsteps yeah yeah and it is it lovely you know work. and i've had and i've had great messages from people over the years saying you know i just i just wanted to let you know that yeah your salon's been such an inspiration and you're an inspiration and you know and and that is lovely to hear that really is lovely to hear because for me
0: it's an experience coming yeah out. and
1: that's and that's what that's what we're all about is creating an experience and not just yeah. not just a haircut you know yeah. so.
0: will you smash it in my opinion
1: well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I try my best, but you know, like you say, you're plodding on on your own, and you don't realise that there's all these people watching and listening and rooting for you, yeah. and you just think nobody's really taking any notice in you, and you're you're carrying on in your little bubble. Yeah. And then it's not until you poke your head out, people are like, "Oh my god," you know. And it's it's nice to hear things. So
0: yeah, yeah. and I, I think you know. You're the people who you come to your salon. You know, I heard about you through people who've had the experience who come to your salon yeah. and shared that. So, word of mouth, yes, it, it's spreading the work that you do just naturally. I yeah. think women are very good at that, just naturally. Forget the networking referrals thing, people yeah. tell people about things yeah. that are working well for them or what they're enjoying, don't they?
1: definitely i think when i opened the salon as well the way in which i opened the salon because i was literally homeless at the time i had nowhere to live and they were just me and hector and i thought i need to create a future here for for us both like yeah. me and my child <laughs> um so uh, I was like, I I don't know what I'm gonna do. I've got nowhere to live, and I was self employed. I've been self employed since being 2011. Yeah, and I started off with Rachel Kennedy Creative Hairdressing, and was renting chairs in other people's salons, and but I was still running it like a proper business. Yeah. So some of the education that I've had over the years um, have set me up in good stead to run a business because I've been a salon manager, and you know I've, I've run training schools and all sorts of things. So when it came to sort of sorting myself out with my salon my mum and dad lent me three thousand pounds and that's all I had so yeah. I had to decorate the salon I had to pay a month's rent in advance I had to get my my products in and I wanted to do it in a sustainable way so I didn't have any money or budgeting for marketing no. didn't have any budget for anything basically I just had to get the salon open and start working. Um, but I knew I wanted it to be an extension of me and my personality. Yeah. So when I started the salon, I'd had um, a couple of marketing meetings with people who would like from networking groups. Yeah. Um, when you do the one-to-ones with people. And I met some beautiful people who I'm still really good friends with from going to BNI and things like that. Yeah. Um, so, um so when I started, I'd had these meetings and they said, you know, your business is not going to survive and thrive if you don't have a marketing budget. And I was like, well, um I don't I don't I don't have money for that. Mm-hmm. And I'd already built up a clientele. You know, I've I've got clients who I've been doing for 25 years, I've got new clients from when I worked, I went self-employed first in Charlton and then I worked in Salford Keys. And all those different, so they they all came with me. So I had a little bit of a start with Money Wise. I wasn't starting from scratch. But these people sort of like poo-pooed me that, you know, unless you do these things, then your business is not going to survive. And I just thought, well, I started to panic about that. And then I thought, whoa, no, 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 no you know you do business your way so I got a little bit of an imposter syndrome bout of it through that because I only started the salon with three thousand pounds and it wasn't this big singing dancing bright like flashy salon it was it was honest and it was open and it was me but I think I always wanted the salon to grow organically yeah and the way that I set it up and, you know, with the palette walls and the dark paint, which is unusual for a salon. And um, people were telling me I was crazy and, you know, you, you're just doing it all wrong. So, you know, I, I really went with what I wanted to do. And I thought the people that are interested in my salon and the people that I want to come in mm-hmm. are going to find out about my salon organically. Yeah. So everything about the salon is organic. Even the marketing is organic i don't pay for marketing i don't have a marketing expert it's just me so that is exactly the way i've done it and i've done it when people come in and they get the great service and created an experience that people will want to talk about and share with the friends and obviously that's how it's worked you know five years (laughs) exactly you know (laughs) five years later Um, And if you look on the salons in the area that have got multiple like team members and things like that, and I work by myself and I have the same amount in number of reviews, if not more than other salons in the area. Um, And I know that that's what, because I monitor, you know, I'm not, I'm not daft, I monitor when people come in, where they've heard from, you know, about me, where they've heard about me. Um, and a lot of it is from reviews they 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 believe and they trust reviews so yeah organically i think that's the best way to do it yeah so it has it has grown organically yeah
0: and that's why they want you on panels at events (laughs) yes i want to go back to it because you (laughs) you bottled it but you didn't actually bottle it well, you share with people what actually happened so you bottled it maybe when they asked you but yeah I was, I was like what actually
1: happened once because we had the conversation didn't we about it yeah because I think I was doing your hair weren't I yeah, yeah. and um, I was like oh my god can do you mind if I talk to you about this I'm like I'm totally like panicking and you know I've got to go on this panel I've got to go to London it's a big software company um, it's forest software and the worldwide and they have all these big salons and they want to be, want me to be on the sustainability panel. And I think what led to this was I was always asking them, have you got this? You know, they do treat cards. Have you got wooden ones? No, we don't do wooden ones. Right. Well, I'm not having them unless you got wooden ones. And I was always asking for things yeah. that they'd never heard of before or, you know, so they were, they must've thought, hold on a minute. She does something really different. So, so she asked me to they asked me to be on this panel. So I went to London, put me up in the Sea Containers Hotel. And when I got there, as soon as I got in that hotel, my imposter syndrome just like burst out of my chest yeah. because the hotel was so posh. Yeah. And it was on the south bank, and this thing was in the Oxo Tower. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I'm from Bury. I'm this little small time salon. There's just me. People, you know, when they realise it's just me, they're going to be embarrassed that they've asked me. And, and I just totally ripped myself apart about it. Your inner imposter was being a real... Oh, God. And I got myself in a right state. Anyway, but I went because I, because I remembered from years ago when I used to do training all the time. It's terrifying at first, but then 10 minutes after, you're in your absolute element. So I just I just went as much as I panicked i went so there was all these people milling about and there was um other companies there like Oway, way which is the brand that i have in the salon they're all about um they probably leading the way actually in salon hair care at the moment for sustainability yeah. so they were there some other companies were there and i was just sort of milling about i didn't know anybody um and amvec was there um who'd won the awards and she's well known so and I was like oh, oh my god so anyway so we <laughs> we actually get to the event and I'm last to speak with sat on stools in front of this audience and these are like my peers
0: yeah. people
1: the same as me doing what I do and I just I was like oh my god I can't do this and and as soon as the other started talking I saw I thought I don't even know I'm gonna open this conversation what I'm gonna start with and as when they started oh, like talking, it started coming to me exactly what I was going to talk about because they've got like big salons, you know, they've got multiple teams and they do great stuff, and they paid thousands of pounds to have the salons done out, and you know, and sustainable reports and all these kinds of things. And I thought, well, I'm just going to be authentically me, <laughs> and 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 I was, and I started by saying, you know, your salons sound wonderful. And you know, they sound great and I love what you're doing. But I was a little bit different. I had three thousand pounds, I was homeless, I was inspired I had my dog and that's it. And I started got and everybody sort of shifted in the seats and started paying attention and were like laughing with me because I can't help but be a bit of a joke. (laughs) I think it's a northern woman thing as well. Like the accent and stuff. So, you know, and I've always been quite fun with things and 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 I made people laugh and you know, when I was heartfelt and And I was really honest about where I came from, how I've done it, how I've built the business. And it was so exhilarating to see like people were mesmerized about what I was talking about. And I was like, having to stifle giggles because I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening, you know? And then afterwards when we'd all spoken, like people coming up to me going, oh my God, I was so motivated by what you said because a lot of them were, people who worked on their own they didn't have big budgets and they didn't have a lot of money to start and you know and and they were all sat there with imposter syndrome too thinking yeah you know all these salons are big and huge and you know how can we really make a difference so I told them how they could make a difference straight away by going back to the salon you know and, and, and a lot of them still follow me on Instagram and we interact and we chat a lot and you know that kind of thing so that was really nice that was really nice and then after i came back i was like right that's it i'm going to do loads of speaking events and i'm going to do this and i'm going to do that and i'm going to do the other you know so um yeah so imposter syndrome nearly throttled me for that event um but it turned out well <laughs> and yeah. i beat it back down inside you know yeah but, uh, yeah I, I other I, people be in your true authentic self absolutely absolutely because at the end of the day who else can you be yeah you can't keep an act up like you said like we said earlier you know it gets exhausting so yeah if i could urge anybody to do and be anything it is be your genuine self yeah don't be afraid to 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 say you're struggling or you haven't got a plan or you know you don't know what's going on or you don't feel like you're worthy because as soon as you say that there'll be a handful of people go oh my god you're amazing at this, 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 and this, and this, and they'll want to tell you, you know. So, like you did. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and you went and did it. And now I did, you, and I smashed it.
0: Yeah, you did smash it. Do you realize now why they chose you and asked you looking back? Yes. Inside?
1: Yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yeah. Because I, I am actually living, breathing, doing everything that I say I'm doing. I put out there, uh, I'm doing it. Yeah. You so, know? you're
0: not an imposter. So, you actually do everything you say you're doing.
1: Yes yeah yeah
0: i want to know did you get a second night in the hotel to actually finally relax and go i'm not an imposter this is
1: really nice to be no i didn't i didn't (laughs) i wish i had because it was lovely um (laughs) it wasn't it was a nice hotel you could do better with the vegan breakfast but it was it was a nice hotel um yeah and i went for a walk down the south bank the night before and i think that sort of calmed my nerves a little bit I found a Christmas market because it was this time last year yeah and that was it I was away then so I spotted some fairy lights and I was in my element
0: (laughs) definitely getting out moving my body even actually if I can't get outside if when I find imposter syndrome takes over my mind or I feel in a funk then I know I need to move somehow to move the energy yeah You saying going for a walk, I find massively getting out in nature helps me. But if I can't, I just move my body in the house. I'll dance or uh, just do some stretches. I find that gets me out of my head. Yes,
1: putting on your favourite song, cranking the volume up, having a dance with the dog. You know, I think (laughs) I think it really does you well. And I was reading an article the other day as well, and you know, we're basically about energy. Yeah. And I think um, the article said to uh, if you're feeling in a real funk and you can't get outside, have a shower. Yeah. Because the water releases the energy yeah. and then you feel refreshed afterwards. So, yeah, yeah that's a good point.
0: I, I once met someone who said, um, imagine that you're, all of that, how you're feeling is washing, you're washing it off yourself so you can yeah. see it coming off you. But also, I don't know, um, Wim Hof talks about cold showers right um and actually how that energizes you so i have a warm shower in the morning but that last minute i turn it to really yeah. cold and i'm like <gasps> <laughs>
1: actually, it's, cool, though, doesn't
0: it? it's so invigorating it really yeah. like shifts the whole energy i feel so I'm yeah. like i'm a really cold person so thinking of getting in a cold shower is horrendous but actually it really makes me feel alive yeah so yeah definitely it's a great great tip that is and it's interesting what you say about being triggered by, um, you know, I'm from Bury. Do you find being Northern, because I know for me being Northern has massively had an impact on me feeling like an imposter. Like I've always been triggered by people who are more educated than me, talk posher than me, um, yeah. you know, from, come from a different background from me. They used to be, still do sometimes, but they used to be a massive trigger for me. Mm. And my northern yes. dulcet tones, like <laughs> I thought that I sounded stupid. Like so I didn't want yeah. to use my voice a lot of the time because I yeah. didn't want to be judged. Do you find being northern has that impact on you?
1: I think so. I think yeah, and and uh, a sort of being being northern, loud and out there. Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> also you know the girl that turns up with the the gold bee dungarees on, you know. I sort of play up to it a little bit now. But at one time, yeah, I was really sort of embarrassed by my northern accent. Yeah. Um, But now I love it. Yeah, Yeah. me too. I'm exactly the same. Um, uh, There are some things that really sort of still irritate me about the sort of, you know, like uh, southerners can, can, they're the only ones that can be taken seriously. Like, you know, there are quite a lot of big um, salon groups in London that people, you know far and over and quite rightly the good but it would be nice to have that little share of it up north as well you know kind of thing so um but yeah i think i think the north the north is shining yeah
0: you don't have to have a posh voice to be smart or no. got something important no, to say no, no. mine came from when i was 10 years old we moved down south and I went to a new school and they weren't mean, the kids, but they just laughed at how I spoke. I never knew yeah. that there was, I was different. Yeah. And then I went yeah. to this new school and they used to say things like, when you fall over and your mum put something on your, what is it? And I go, plaster. And they go, <laughs> "I know, it's a <laughs> and no, go, it plaster. And they just <laughs> they questioned how I spoke. So yeah. mine started really early. Yes. Yeah about yeah. being conscious about speaking yeah so I can look back now connecting all the dots why for so long like I used to have this boyfriend and he once came to meet me at work in this old place I used to work with I was like about 20 and he came in and he was like what what's with the telephone voice
1: <laughs> and I'd be like hello yeah because <laughs> you don't get conscious of it don't you and it's And when people pick at you, you do feel like you have to be someone else.
0: Yeah, so I still now find myself that, and especially because you know that sometimes you don't put all your words in a sentence, but sometimes I have to think about speaking properly, and when I think about speaking properly, I can feel it now, when I think about speaking properly, my voice changes. Yes, Yeah. But yeah, um, for anybody who doesn't like the sound of their voice, that's one thing that I have come to accept and love yeah. is that my voice is mine. And the only way that we can use our voice is by being okay with hearing you. Like, I hate so many people I hate the sound of my voice. Well, if you hate
1: yeah. the sound of your voice, how are you going to share your message and share your truth? Exactly. Yeah. I think you're right there definitely and there is um i don't know if you're familiar with the magazine that celebrates all the northern women wins it's no. called northern lass magazine oh. Oh, actually gosh. i i got featured in that too and I, it was one of my dream sort of articles you know because i've got a list of publications that are my dream sort <laughs> of publications that to be in um and that i think was yeah one of my favourites and it's a great yeah. magazine and it's all about northern women yeah
0: oh i'll put that in the show notes and i need to yes. get it is it subscription or uh
1: you can pick it up from a few places but you can order it i think directly with them yeah on their website too yeah so oh, cool i'll have a look at that yeah there's another one as well um caboodle um and it was there was i think that's a mix, but. um uh like northern creative types as well but it's all sustainable and fully women-led as well love it love it
0: so what do you do on a day-to-day basis when imposter shows up for you now how do you sort of tame it or
1: overcome it i think i'll organize and reach out to speak to someone yeah Um, because I think that's really important is to not squirrel yourself away and hide from it or I'll do a post on social media about how I'm feeling or you know and 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 also I'll look back on and I I saw this on LinkedIn a couple of weeks ago and it was a really good idea of you know when you're feeling like you're not you're not having a winning day or imposter syndrome's kicked in you put a file together of all your wins (laughs) Yeah. And all the great things that people have said about you or things that you've done that you're proud of.
0: Yeah. Then
1: you put it in a file and you look at it. And I think I do that a little bit more now. That's really and, good. And I'll also just stand and breathe and look at the salon and think, I did this. Yeah. I did it. You know, so I'll try and not let my inner imposter syndrome take take root. Yeah. Try and stop it dead. Um and then if I can, and I'm in one of those head spaces where it's really washed over me, I don't resist it. I let it wash over. And I always think to myself, you know, this will pass. The sun always comes out. The clouds always move on. Mm-hmm. And the more you resist it and say, I shouldn't feel like this, or you berate yourself, the longer it lasts. So <laughs> I just let it wash over me, maybe wallowing it a little bit. And then, yeah sort myself out that way and it just genuinely passes by itself yeah i love that that you're just
0: not resisting it i think sometimes we try and suppress how we feel and sometimes it's yeah. good to sit with that and i but, say it's like inviting your imposter for a cup of tea and saying come on yes. tell me what's going on for you what are you scared yeah. Of? yeah what 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 is it that because it comes from a place of trying to keep you safe of course so if you try and suppress it it's just going to keep coming up because you're not yeah. treated You'll
1: just get louder as well
0: yeah I heard a really lovely thing um you know people talk about um you know filling your cup up and all of that but I heard about the different phases of the moon yeah if we look at ourselves like the moon the yeah. the moon isn't full all the time it goes yeah. through these different phases in the month and if we realize we've talked about it before about yes. period energy and yeah. hormones and all of that yeah. but if we tap into that we realize that we will have times that we don't feel our best or we're not productive enough or actually our inner imposters louder because our hormones at that point in time are triggering it but it does pass like you say it's wonderful to know that Mm -hmm. isn't it
1: yes definitely and I think I already made the connection like with the moon phases and things like from our conversations about you know being in the autumn and winter of your cycle and also you know I used to sort of dabbled in a little bit of like you know being aware of Wiccan the Wiccan calendar and about how it's all about rebirth and death and you know trees bloom and then they die back you know they're not in bloom all year and I think you know the moon has such a pull on us And, you know, I'm not talking like, oh, Libra this week, I should be, you know, staying in bed or trying for new opportunity, whatever the horoscopes say, I don't mean that. I mean, the moon has a gravitational pull on the planet. And look what it does to the tides. Yeah. So it definitely has an effect on us because we're basically water, you know. So, and I think it's just being aware of that and and sort of like you say inviting it in for a cup of tea have a cry do whatever you need to do and then send it off with love yeah
0: oh i love that because some people say to me that they don't like they just want it to go away or um i hear talk people call it you're like you're in a mean bitch and i don't yeah i don't i send it off with love it's trying
1: to protect yeah. you yeah definitely Because if we if we don't have that little voice, you know, I mean, when you stand on the edge of a cliff and you look down, that little voice is going, "No, move, move back, move back, move back." It's there to keep us out of trouble, you know. And and sometimes, it won't want you to do things that are scary, or you know, putting yourself out there. Oh, don't do that. You'll fail. Oh no, no, no." it's trying to keep you safe. So you should love that part of yourself, you know, and and give it airtime sometimes and you know you don't always have to listen to it but no, just realize no. that it's it's a part of us and sometimes you can't just get a grip and you know and pull yourself together you need to you need to acknowledge it yeah i think for sure give yeah. me a cup of tea and a bit of your chocolate and then you'll be all right <laughs> <laughs> oh i love nice. it thank you so much
0: for sharing everything with me today now if anyone's in the northwest of england or actually the north of England, or at some point want to travel to see you. Yeah, they um, come from all over. But also, I'm really excited because you're working on your online shop at the moment, aren't you? Yes, uh, I am. By the time this gets aired, I'm hoping that it is up and running. For anybody who yes. doesn't know, when you walk into the front of Rachel's salon, she's got all these amazing things, like she said earlier, that are all linked to charitable donations, or they've all got a good cause behind them. And it's one of the things I don't think I ever leave without picking up something, whether it's some incense or something for my hair. Um, And there's actually some things that I wanted from the salon, so I can't wait. So how
1: can people find you online and connect with you? Uh, The best way at the moment is you can connect with me on Instagram and the Facebook page, but there's also if you go to the website which is gron.co.uk, you yeah. can sign up to be part of our tribe newsletter. So, um, that will keep you up to date with anything that happens in the salon, any new developments, it goes out by newsletter first, um, yeah. and anything, and also you know, that'll be getting better as well, letting you know about products and things, get in touch there, and then, um, you know, we can all be part of a tribe together on social media and If well, okay. people, people want like to that. know
0: how to do business their own way and be their yes. own authentic self they yes. need to follow you in my opinion
1: oh well thank you very much
0: <laughs> so thank you so much for being here and sharing your story and being thank so talking about imposter syndrome i really appreciate it oh thanks for asking me Conversation with Rachel. So, how was it for you from that conversation? Did you get any moments where you thought her story resonated with you? Did you get any light bulb moments, or were you inspired or motivated? Please do let me know. Connect with me over on the Imposter Solution over on Instagram, and let me know what you thought and maybe what your biggest takeaway from the podcast was. So, before we finally wrap up this one, just to let you know, there was various things that we talked about. In the podcast, so I've created some show notes where you can find the links to those things as well as how to connect with Rachel. Finally, I'd just like to say thank you to Rachel for being such a wonderful guest, for sharing her own journey and some of the stories around how imposter syndrome has shown up for her. If you do think that other people would benefit from hearing her story, then please press the share button. I'm very passionate about more people talking about this subject and breaking the taboo. And finally, before we finally wrap up, if you enjoyed this, please hit the subscribe button so that you will be notified when the next episode is live. And if I can be really cheeky, if you enjoyed it, please take some time to rate and review. So that's all for this episode. Until next time, bye for now.